0: Episode 1, My Story, Dismantling the Lies and Renewing My Mind. Welcome to Linda Brightman's podcast. I'm your host, Linda Brightman. God has called me to build and strengthen identity and to help you see yourself through God's eyes. Knowing your true identity and living in it, affects personal relationships, business success, and ministry building, everything. This podcast is designed for all levels of Christians, for both new believers and leaders. So tune in each week and rewire your thought life and see yourself through God's eyes. Be sure to leave me a comment in iTunes so I know you are here, and you can visit me at lindabrightman.com. Now let's get started with today's show. Hi, I want to talk to you today about when I came into the kingdom of God, um, what I did to dismantle spiritual lies in my life and to begin to renew my mind. In the beginning, I just didn't find any solid practical tools to renew my mind. And what I did was I began memorizing the word. But let me back up we when we come into the kingdom we all come out of kind of messed up uh, spiritual deception uh, misconceptions about christianity we heard a lot of misused and twisted scripture well i want to tell you that i came out of a really heavy duty spiritual deception when i was a child i was raised in the episcopal church which is great I sang in the choir and when I was in the choir every Sunday, I was, I'd say I was about 10 or 11 years old. I saw myself standing on the platform, talking to the people in the congregation and the reverend uh, or rector of the Episcopal church was never really talking to the people from the platform, at least not much. He was in his elevated pulpit at the side. Well, I would see myself standing on the platform and I would introduce people to Jesus in the whole congregation and Jesus would literally manifest I mean he would just show up on the platform and he was so excited and happy to meet all of these people and and they were so excited and happy to meet him now I didn't know what you know leading or introducing people to jesus was or what we call is evangelism i I didn't know about that all i knew is i wanted people to meet him so that was one of my early uh visions uh, that he gave me then when i was about 11 years old this was all around the same time and i don't know the exact order a girlfriend came over to spend the night and She said to me, Linda, have you ever asked Jesus into your heart and thanked him for dying on the cross and then asked him to forgive you for your sins? And I said, No, am I supposed to? She said, Well, yeah. And I said, Okay, I'll do it right now. So I prayed quietly in my head, which was my good Episcopal way of praying. And I felt the power of God. I felt this intense. power come over me just sweep over me and i felt a heaviness lift off me right in that moment and at that exact same time i got a picture in my mind of atlas with the big heavy world on his back and it was being lifted off that's what was happening to me the weight of the world was being lifted off my shoulders. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know that was sin. I had no idea. All I know is it felt really, really good. And I turned to my friend and I said, did you feel that? She said, no, but I was praying too. And I never forgot that. Well, what happened to me, as I'm sure many of you have experienced this, is I was never really taught about the Bible or Jesus or what to do next, but I knew God was a God of power. I'd experienced him. And so I wanted to get to know him and I searched for him in places he really tells us to stay away from. I looked into the occult. I tried Ouija boards, which worked, and holding seances. I tried automatic writing, which worked scary, but it worked table lifting, which kids do um, palm reading, handwriting analysis, psychics, many uh, kind of spirit being uh, astrology, tarot cards, hypnosis, anything that I thought would give me valuable information to the other side, you know, this the unseen world. I wanted to enter into the unseen world. Well, when I was in college, I looked into Scientology, which was too expensive to get enlightened through Scientology, Transcendental Meditation. Um, so I, I, my, the search was on. Now, after I graduated from college, I got a degree in theater, and I moved to New York City. And My acting teacher had gone to a yoga retreat. And she came back absolutely raving about it. And I thought, wow, a yoga retreat. This has got to be good. So I signed up. I, I got an airline ticket. It was down on Paradise Island. And I went. And there I learned of spiritual teachers. People who you could follow and who had taken, who had gone far beyond what I had gone. Uh, people like Sai Baba. And, you know, they, they taught to become one with your surroundings they taught karma and reincarnation so the door kept opening wider and wider because i didn't know i hadn't read old testament new testament i just i just wasn't taught i was i was floundering and searching well i moved to los angeles and i became involved with the church of religious science and i met a group there that was channeling. So I met with them on a weekly basis. We sat in the dark and we channeled whatever we could channel and get, quote, channeling insight for each other. And all of this was, well, it was self-empowering and self-exalting. It was what I would now say is our characteristics of the Antichrist. And what I learned during that time period from them from the, and the Church of Religious Science and my, just the, the teachings, the books I was reading is that I create my own reality and I decide my own moral standards. So if I could conjure up a wise friend then I'd learn how to access psychic realms. Well I became involved in a personal growth training course and uh that's where you you really your world view begins changing markedly because you begin seeing things from a new age uh, well i say new age perspective like there is no good or evil out there only your perception of it and that god is in everything and biblically, I'll, and let me interject this so you know what the real deal is, is that God is a personal God and he's separate from his creation. So I was going down a road where God is all. One is all, all is one, and God is in it all. So I um, I became involved in the group behind the personal growth training called the movement of spiritual inner awareness, and it's a church, the Church of the Movement of Spiritual Inner Awareness, led by a man named John Roger at the time, and he um, he was called himself a, well, he was a, like a guide, a spiritual teacher guide, and he held a consciousness called the Mystical Traveler Consciousness, and. When you became, studied under him, you wrote him a letter and asked him to begin working with you so that you could, he could teach you how to soul travel and work off all your karmic debt. Yes, karma in this lifetime that you could uh, work off your karmic debt through working with him and that how every soul would eventually merge into the oneness of the divine. Well... I began having supernatural experiences within this group, and of course, I thought I was on track. I thought it was God. I wrote him a letter one night, and I, you know, surrendering my life to him, as it were, and that night, something came over me as I was lying in my bed, and this powerful, Energy pushed me into the bed and then suddenly wrapped around me and started levitating me off the bed. I'm serious levitating me off the bed, and I I remember I waved my hand underneath me to See what was going on. There was air space there now I don't know if I was in my body out of my body. All I know is I was terrified something had me in its grip and it wanted me to completely surrender to it. I thought is this god? If it was, surely he must love me. So I said out loud, it's cr- the crazy things you do when some bizarre <laughs> supernatural weird out there thing happens. I thought if I told it I loved it, it would um you know, it would it would be a good thing. So I said in a loud voice, I love you. And it released me and I floated back down on the bed now mind you when people are into um, oh spiritual things you know that are not biblically based that's you know, that's the the perspective I'm talking to you from they're not biblically based you are not protected you don't have the blood of Jesus and things will happen supernatural things happen that it causes you it, it, it's like it validates the experience you're having and it causes you to uh, go further and want more or at least think that you're encountering god so another time when i was uh i wrote another letter and saying i didn't feel this spirit guide that i was working with in my heart And I went to sleep. Well, about 45 minutes later, I was awakened by what felt like a bolt of lightning coming into my room and breaking through the atmosphere, and it hit me on the chest over my heart. And that's why people stayed in and followed him. They stayed in into this group. This is a worldwide organization. Well, I then went on to assist many, many New Age trainings at the time personal growth trainings. Uh, Some were called integrity trainings. Some were called opening your heart or something like that. I also took classes at uh, a a, uh, theological seminary, New Age Theological Seminary. And then I ultimately decided to attend a New Age university. And um, I, I was just inundated with Every uh, worldview uh, perception of my life and the world from this karma reincarnation, new age uh, perspective. Now, there are many different groups in the new age-ish movement or cults or whatever whatever term you want to give it. There are many uh, of them. And they will tailor make a program for you to get you to buy into it. I mean, the devil is real. And he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And his, his goal is to deceive you, rob you, steal from you, and ultimately kill you. I mean, that's the deal. Is he, he wants you. He hates what God loves the most. And God loves people. So Satan will twist everything around. It's like in the Garden of Eden when he, uh, the serpent came to Eve, and he said, "Eat of this fruit. Doesn't it look good?" And she was tempted, and she said, "But God said no." And he said, "Well, he's he just if you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, you will be as God, and you will know all things. So you'll have." mystical enlightenment mystical revelation and you'll be god and you'll know everything you'll know things with your new enlightened state and so she partook of the fruit well those are the that's the basis the origin of the lies in the new age movement so i left this this group this cult at one point when we found out there was he was there was mismanagement of funds and Other things going on, the the spiritual leader who said he was celibate to lead all of us was in fact having sex with his staff who were all men. Now it's not that homosexuality was a no-no, it was that he had misled us. So I left, not many people left, because all your friends are there, all the friends that you've been hanging out with. I left the cult and I began asking God, how do I know you? How do I know you? And I'd met with a, a a girlfriend who was in the really the inner circle of this particular New Age church. And I said, why, why did I have all those supernatural experiences? And she said, I don't know. I never had them. I said, you never had them. You never had out-of-body experiences, which I was having, or anything like this. And she said, no. She said, all I can tell you is that Inwardly, when when we uh at you know surrounded ourselves in white light, which is what we were trying to do, she said, "I inwardly said, I want this only if it's of Jesus." And I thought, Jesus? Why would that make such a difference? Well, it never. I never forgot what she said. Now here's another thing, uh, because I want to tell you that when you're witnessing, people do not. They look like, it looks like you're not making an impact, but the Holy Spirit is at work. So get this. When I was at that New Age University, we had to do a paper on a dance group from another country. And it just so happens, all of this was in uh, the Los Angeles area. At UCLA, there was a dance team from another country, uh, and it was perfect. We'd go there, watch the dance team, and do our paper. Well, the other half of the program was the ucla gospel choir right the ucla gospel choir and they could sing and something was going on man they were just it was amazing absolutely amazing okay so the event is over and a group of us are walking to uh through ucla it's at night we're trying to find the car can't find it get all twisted around we're under a a street light and out of the dark This woman comes up to us, and we recognize her from the gospel choir. And we said, wow, that was so good. We absolutely loved that. The the music, everything was so good. She said, thank you. And then she said something I never forgot. She said, do you know Jesus? And my friend said, yeah, yeah, yes. And I'm thinking... They do not know who she knows. I knew what they were thinking. They were thinking he's a teacher, an enlightened master, an avatar. But I looked at her, and I wanted to talk to her. I wanted to spend time with her. But I'll tell you, there must have been intense warfare around me because I could not move, and I could not get words out. And then she said goodbye, turned her own way, and my group decided they thought, what direction the car was in and that was it and I never ever forgot it the Holy Spirit was really at work in me and another time while I was uh, at this New Age University I remember I was training uh, in sales for a job and the sales manager and I were sitting in his car we were driving to one of his appointments so he could teach me and he was a, a Christian And he said to me do you believe in the Bible and I said well yeah now I believe the Bible was one of many ways to get to God and um, but it was just a way and he said well in the Bible it says if that girl standing on the corner we're the red light and he pointed to a girl on the corner and he said if she doesn't receive Jesus as her Lord and Savior she ain't going to heaven and I said, I don't believe that. Because, see, I believed everybody was going to heaven. They were, everybody was going to make it sooner or later, whether it was this lifetime or another. And he, and I said, I don't believe that. And he said, well, that's what the Bible says. And now I feel really stupid. Really stupid. But the Holy Spirit was working at me and that night, working in me. And that night when I put my head on the pillow, I just, I didn't forget. I thought about what he had said and how uncomfortable I felt inside. I mean, I looked good on the outside to him. I looked like I was tough. But no, I was just churning inside. So when I left this group, I moved up to Idaho to be with my husband-to-be. He was a good Jewish boy. And um, now let me me see if I can capsulize this story because this can take... long time and I really want to cut to the chase my husband a good Jewish boy was reading the Bible I was reading my New Age books and eventually he wanted to go to church now when I was reading my New Age books I was deciding in my own mind what truth was and doing a cut-and-paste Bible well ultimately we went to church ultimately we got into a uh, spirit-filled church and uh, everything started changing. My, I went to talk to the pastor, and I said to him, look, this is what I had been into. Uh, what do you think? And he said, you know, this is not really God. And I said, okay, tell me this. Why did I have all those spiritual experiences, those supernatural experiences? Because I had plenty. If it was not from God. And he looked at me and he said, Linda, there's God, there's man, and there's Satan. And when he said that, the veil lifted from my eyes and I saw the power behind what I had believed in. Everything changed for me. Everything. Last and I started reading the Bible together. Everything changed. And that was when I knew I had heard so much misrepresented scripture, so many verses that were just twisted that I had to see what it said myself, so I started reading a parallel Bible so I could see four translations side by side, but I needed to take another step. So I began memorizing key verses, and what I would do is I just speak them over and over, which is what you have to do when you're memorizing it, speak them over and over, and in that way, I began renewing my mind so today when I'm training people and teaching them and mentoring them uh, to renew their mind and transform their thought life and see themselves through God's eyes that's what I'm doing is I'm taking verses and personalizing them uh, like saying I am the righteousness of God in Christ Here, let me grab my book I'm gonna share with you a few of the, because it's powerful when you start speaking the word. Everything changed for me. Okay. For example, and this is when your life is transforming. Uh, I say, the things I said were, I am fearless. I am unbeatable and victorious. I advance the kingdom of God. I am faithful. I am chosen. I am royalty. I am holy. I have a destiny. I have hope and I have a future and then I realized as I was doing this that I needed to take charge of my thought life. So then I started with verses out of places like 2nd Corinthians 10, 3 to 5 or and those say I would say the mind is a battlefield, the battle is for my thought life. I demolish every thought not in agreement with what God says about me. I take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. I am fighting this battle and I am winning. I begin to understand spiritual warfare. I begin to understand that the devil does not want you to renew your mind and he does not want you to know your identity. Your identity being who you really are. The real you. Your real self from heaven's perspective. He doesn't want you to Know about it, and then he doesn't want you to believe it, and he doesn't want you to speak it. So there's all kinds of warfare around uh, beginning to posture yourself in the truth of what God says about you. So I that is really why I do what I do. I wrote a book called The Real You: Believing Your True Identity. It's a book, a workbook, and a um, video set. And the Bible study has been used in many, many churches. Uh, but God began transforming me more and more. The transformation took place as I on purpose began renewing my mind. And the, the key verse here is Romans 12:2, where it says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. By the renewing of your mind, then you will test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. It's the transforming of your uh, of your entire being through the renewing of your mind. And the renewing of your mind is something that you need that you have to be proactive with. It's partnering with God and saying having what he has said come out of your mouth and when you do it you may not be fully believing well you probably won't be fully believing it because that's what renewing your mind is renewing your mind is taking down false uh, reasonings false imaginations and replacing it with that which is true so we don't wrestle with flesh and blood but with principalities and powers and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That's what I do. I work with people to help them bring bring those thoughts that are contrary to what God says is true about you, to demolishing them, tearing them down and seeing yourself through God's eyes. Okay, this is episode one. I love you guys, and uh, stay tuned uh, for episode two, and we will have more to come. Thank you for joining us for Linda Brightman's podcast. Please leave a comment on iTunes so we know you paid us a visit, and we'd love to connect with you. we love to connect with our audience. So please visit Lindabrightman.com to opt in for your free identity decrees and video. See you next time.